0: Welcome into to our Saturday Breeders' Cup edition of the In the Money podcast. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. As we jump into the Breeders' Cup Saturday card with the fourth race, it starts a pick four. It's the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mayor Sprint over a distance of seven furlongs. Field of uh, nine in here, but this is an interesting strategical race, Jim, because there's a ton of speed and a ton of quality. How did you see it playing out?
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of tosses in this field at, at, at all. Um, I'm going to take Gamine in here, but I, I'm not sure that, that she's worth seven to five. <clears throat> they tried her in the Kentucky Oaks. She obviously, I mean, that was one of the most obvious bet against I've ever seen in my life, uh, stretching out from a seven furlong to a mile and an eighth with all that, all that speed. And uh, she folded in the stretch, but she, she folded to two really good Phillies, Swiss skydiver and she Dares the devil. So she got beat by three. She goes back now to her best, best distance probably at seven furlongs and if she repeats the test she wins this for fun and, and she could she could be that good but there's a lot of speed in here there's a lot of quality as you say so i'm going to take her on top but i don't think she's a lock at all uh i think i can make a case for speech the one horse uh who won the ashland here uh at a mile of 16 shortens up to seven furlongs may not be quick enough stay with these but may be able to close because she's obviously going to be fit coming off four straight route races um i think venetian harbor has a shot for richard baltus i think Serengeti empress who's going to be sold at the keeneland sale here after this race is over uh can cap off a tremendous uh a tremendous uh, uh career with a win here i think she's got a big shot and i think bell's the one is probably my my sleeper for neil passing on the outside I just I just really like this Philly. I like the way that she finds the wire. I like the way that she fights down the stretch. Uh, and I love the way that Corey Lannery fits on her. I just think that she's got a big race coming. She didn't fire in the Madison that well. Uh, got beat by a couple of horses I thought she should she should beat there. She has won two races on the Keeneland course. Uh, won the Raven Run last October. And um, I, I think she's got a big shot in here to price. But... Uh, to beat Gameen is a tall mountain to climb. Going to use Gameen here, going to use Bell's the one, and going to use Speech him up in any pick fours and pick fives.
0: The, I'm going to bet this race with the expectation that the speed is going to melt. Um, I just think there is so much speed that this is going to be like the race that uh, Sconson won uh, on um there was a, a bullet. So she should be ready to fire her best shot. And, I think she, uh, that race here at the Beaumont, if she can get back to that, I think she can. I think her Ashland win, and it is far and away her best speed figure on this track, so uh, nothing wrong with that. And cutting back from those longer races, I think with all the speed, could be perfect for her. The horse I put second, I originally had Bell's the one second, and then I decided to to take a big swing and, and move up Sally's Curlin to second. This is a horse for Dale Romans that... It's just a you know a hard track horse. It never seems to get there, but but runs hard, and you're just a late runner. Needs a perfect pace setup. Well, if she's ever going to get it. It'll be in this race, and uh, I think at the price she's going to be, I'm going to mm-hmm. have her on my ticket just because you know it's it's one of those horses that she's finally going to get the setup she needs to have a chance to show her best. And uh, if she does it at forty to one, I want to uh, have a little bit of the action there. So I'm going to include Sally's Curlin and bell's the one who is a major player. I think with all the speed in here and the way that she loves Keeneland and the seven furlong distance, this looks like a, a perfect setup for her. Neil Pesson's first breeders cup horse would love to see uh, Neil get to the winner's circle. So any one of those three really, uh, I'll play them in multi-race wagers, all three and may just box those three in an exacta. but I'm gonna take speech on top. Breeders cup turf sprint, five and a half furlongs on the turf got stormy, uh, has certainly recaptured her best form from last year and seems to have found her niche in uh, turf sprinting. I thought she was really impressive in her win here at Keeneland. I can't imagine that she was fully cranked up by Mark Cassie that day, but she will be for this one. Not the greatest post draw, but uh, I think she's got a strong late kick and I'm gonna take Got Stormy to get home uh, and make it two in a row on the Keeneland lawn. Uh, I like Oleksandra, another distaffer, uh, Rosario's riding, talked earlier about what he does in turf sprints, so I think it's right in his wheelhouse, and then a couple of horses that have won here, Leanster and Imprimis. Uh Leinster in particular has been really good this year, loves Keeneland, Imprimus has won here before. And then the other one I might throw in there, you mentioned Rispoli in our Friday podcast and how good he is on the turf, and he jumps on Extravagant Kid, 14 hole, horrible post, but rispoli could maybe work out a trip get this horse finishing fast i don't know to win but maybe to hit the board and spice up a trifecta so uh, got stormy's the win pick for me how about you
1: i agree with you 100 percent. i think got stormy uh likes keeneland showed in the in the uh franklin county uh, is in great form right now um i, I just i, I love got stormy I, I think she's gutsy i think she's uh, everything you like to see about a racehorse, she's won $2 million, 10 for 25 lifetime. <clears throat> I just think that, that the race sets up well for her. The outside post won't hurt her. She's done that before. Uh, she comes from out of it, and I think she runs them all down in the stretch. And for this would be my second choice in here off the uh, win at Kentucky Downs and then the win at Saratoga at 5.5 for the Detroit. It was very impressive. so. In Her third start of reform cycle with a 101 102 buyer, I think she's got a huge shot in here with our red Ortiz. And then my third choice would be uh, would be uh, Leinster for Rusty Arnold. And let's see Rusty Arnold won a Breeders' Cup race here at Keeneland. And this horse uh, had a gutsy win at Keeneland. The Woodford uh, being extravagant kid just might and draws better than extravagant kid here. So, uh, I think that uh, maybe the four to one versus. Fifteen to one might not be fair for a half a length out or uh, two and a half lengths out at the half mile pole post in a five and a half furlong does make a difference. Big like extravagant kid got a shot at fifteen to one. But uh, that's my top three, and I'm going to go with Get Stormy. Got Stormy in here. I I'm really going to pull for
0: her hard. Let's go to the Big Ass Fans Breeders Cup Dirt Mile, which also starts a pick four. It's a two turn one mile race, uh, so post positions a uh, key. in here that they, uh, they capped the field at twelve because of the short run to the first turn. And the uh, favorite, Complexity, coming off a 110 buyer, is out there in the 10 hole, which is uh, not a good spot to be in. So how do you see the dirt mile?
1: I'm going to take a shot here with a horse that absolutely showed that he loves the racetrack, and that's Art Collector. Tom Drury uh, had had a really terrible time, uh, couldn't make it to the Derby, Um, had some issues, but... uh, did a different route, went to the Preakness and didn't run there. Didn't run well at all there. I, I'm just going to draw a line through it. I, I just don't think he was ready for the race. I don't know why. Uh, if he if he's gone bad, that that's one thing. But I I just never liked the race. I didn't think he got in very good position. He just kind of ran around the racetrack. I think it's a paid workout. And I think off those after, efforts here in the Bluegrass and then coming back in the Ellis Park Derby, I think this horse is fit. The draw is good. I think he's going to save a lot of ground. B.J. Hernandez loves this horse, and I think Art Collector's got a real shot to take this at a good price, 6-1, to 8-1, to one, something like that. Nick's Go is going to be bet off the races here. I mean, obviously, he loves Keeneland, and if he repeats the race last time out, I just don't think he's going to get that easy a lead as he got that time. Uh, if he does, he's gone. Mr. Money is a good, good horse, got a good shot. Uh, complexity, you got to throw him in there off that 110 buyer to Kelso, but again, he's in the 10 hole from a um, uh, in a mile that's got a very short run to the first turn, so that's compromised compromise. Pirate's Punch has got a chance at 20 to 1. He's in very good form right now. Uh, won a couple races at Monmouth, and uh, Grant Forster is high on, on this horse. So I think it's a really good race. Uh, War of Will, they keep trying different things with him. He's got three straight turf races that he, he ran pretty well in. Now they're going to try him in a dirt mile. I mean, He's be- probably better on the turf. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways you can go in here, but um, I'm going to pull for my my home team art collector, the Bluegrass Stakes winner, to get another grade one.
0: I am right there with you. Uh, we we say we don't talk beforehand, but um, I am an art collector as well. Um, his best buyer figure was here at Keeneland when he won the Toyota Bluegrass. Great post position. And in watching the Preakness, it looked like this horse just broke maybe a step slow and then was just the slightest bit rank I thought going around the first turn and Brian Hernandez finally got him to settle and you know expending all that energy he didn't quit he fought on down the stretch so um, I I think you're right just draw a line through that he's trained spectacularly uh, since then and I think he's gonna run big Uh, complexity I'll I'll have to be on the ticket but I'm not real high on him from that post position and he uh, you know his only race around two turns was a disaster Mr. Money, I think, is getting back to his best form. Like we talked about, we got Stormy earlier. And uh, I think he could be a player in here, 20-1 to on the morning line. Nick's go, for the reasons you mentioned, um, you know, he uh, may just be the now horse. Um, And if you're looking for a long shot, the three silver dust, just consistent. And uh, I just thought that horse could hit the board because he's drawn in the three hole and uh, could work out a really good trip. But I'm going Art Collector as well. And just a note uh, while we mentioned that, I've I've now picked three straight horses that uh, we saw win in the summer or fall meet here at Keeneland. Um, And I just did my handicapping, didn't go in with any particular agenda, but I ended up with uh, a lot of horses picked in the two days that uh, we saw win here at Keeneland, either in the summer or the fall. So uh, I hope that uh, proves out to be a, a good angle because it'll be you know, good for the grading of, of races for uh, next year and just a uh, uh, nice uh, tribute to keeneland and i'll add a nice tribute to to bill thomason it's going to be his last day of racing as the president of keeneland he's uh, retiring and, and giving way to shannon arvin for 2021 and uh, bill was uh, leading the team that brought the breeders cup here in 2015 when there were a lot of skeptics and keeneland Pulled it off with a plum and um, only, only major sporting event I think I've ever covered where I don't think I heard a single complaint. So uh, I think that would be a nice uh, to have a lot of these Keeneland horses do well on this weekend would be uh, a nice uh, send-off there for Bill. So let's go to the seventh race, the Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mayor Turf at a mile and 3 sixteenths on what should be a firm turf course. How do you see this one, Jim?
1: Great race. I'm going to pick another horse. You and I are, are on the same page as far as our handicapping. Uh, horses that like this course— uh, have a big advantage. It seems like <clears throat> there's a lot of quality horses that like this race course. I'm going to go with Rushing Fall here. Uh, Rushing Fall is five for six at Keeneland, um, has won every major grade one that we offer here, including Jenny Riley, the Jenny uh, Wiley, the uh, um, the the uh, QE2. She's just She's just awesome on this racetrack. She's running well right now. She, she uh, expended a lot of energy in beating me, Mary and Sister Charlie in the Diana, but Chad gave her some time off. She hasn't run since August 23rd. She runs well off the layoff. A lot of reasons to like rushing fall, the six horseman here. I, I'm going to take a couple of, uh, of Europeans with her. I, I think she's the best shot the Americans have to win this race. Sister Charlie, if she runs her best, could win. Uh, she's not been her best the last couple races, so I'm going to think that rushing fall is, is in better form right now. Cayenne Pepper, the 14-horse from the outside, comes off a race at the Curra in Ireland that, that she won by four links in an 11-horse field. Got a 112 time-form rating. Her time-form ratings are going up 105, 106, 112. Uh, that would transfer over here to a 93, 94 buyer. So she needs to take a step up to run with Rushing Fall, but she probably has the ability. And then um, the 11-horse, Adria Audra from France, uh, ran really well on Art Day. Got a 119 time form and that translates to about a 100 buyer. So uh, I'm going to throw her in there, but I, I really like Rushing Fall here. I think she's the best American. I think she loves the racetrack. Uh, lots of reasons. Harvey's little Goyle got uh, got a perfect trip in the QE2. I just don't think she's quite the quality uh, three-year-old taking older. Uh, she's going to be better down the road. So rushing ball is my pick in the Maker's Mark Reader's Cup filly and mare.
0: I have a couple of euros on top in here. Adaria <laughs> uh, is the one that I took first. Uh, has run well on firm ground, and she gets that. And The trainer has had some good horses over the years, but he's never brought any of them to the Breeders' Cup. And he finally brings one. And so I think that's an interesting angle for this horse. Uh, So I'm going to take Adaria on top of Terabellum. It's John Gosden, who's uh, really sharp when he picks his spots for the Breeders' Cup. And uh, this horse's best races were on the firmer ground over in Europe. And Dottori riding, so I think that one's um, a player in there. I think this is a... A, a spread race for me and in, in multi-race wagers. This starts the, uh, the pick six, by the way. Uh, I like mean Mary for Graham motion. Uh, the two Chad Brown's rushing fall sister, Charlie. I'm a little leery of rushing fall in the distance. Um, but, uh, she is, obviously really good here, so that that helps. And Kai and Pepper, ironically, was the other one I had written down, so we uh, do seem to be fishing in the same ponds, so to speak. Uh, but Adaria is going to be my pick. Moving on to Breeders' Cup Race 8, which starts the late pick 5. It's the Breeders' Cup Sprint, and 6 furlongs the distance, and the distance noteworthy because it prompted Bill Mott to put his Philly Franks Rockette in here rather than the sprint against her own gender because... She is better at six furlongs than seven, but is she good enough to win this race? What do you think, Jim?
1: She's probably good enough to win it. Uh, it's just like every year in the sprint. Um, all these horses are fast. They're, they're all quick. It's going to be a great race. Um, I tried to narrow it down. This is the start of the pick five, which is my favorite bet on Saturday. Um, and I got I got it down to five horses. Um, I like CZ Rocket in here. Um Peter Miller gets a lot of criticism for training methods or whatever, but he he, he gets his horses ready. He's twenty three percent trainer. He's done well in Kentucky with the horses he's shipped. This horse uh, comes off two straight wins in, on the West Coast after an impressive win here at Keeneland at six and a half furlongs. Uh, got positional speed. Does not have to have the lead. Finishes well. A uh, lot of lot of reasons to like him. In this race, and I think seven to two is probably a fair price. Um, speaking of fair prices, though, my second choice in here, Whitmore, is, is the seven horse. <clears throat> There's a little, bit of, a little bit of sentimental value here for Whitmore. I love Rob Moquette. I'd love to see him in the Cup win here. Um, this horse is always trying, always right there. Likes Keeneland, <clears throat> excuse me, um, did not run his race in the Phoenix. Don't know what happened that day. Uh, six wide, just didn't didn't run well. He's stuck in this two hole. He's, he's drawn better here. I think he likes it outside better. Um, at fifteen to one, I think he's a bargain, and I think he could win the race. Uh, the other horse I like is Diamond Oops, who won the Phoenix here uh, for Giroux. Uh, horse is getting better. Third race off a of layoff. Uh, had a couple of one hundred five buyers in his in his background. If he fires one of those, he's going to be tough to handle here. And he's got positional speed and could come off of it. Um, Yalpan. I just don't think he's quick enough to to, to get there and, and hold on. I mean, he may be a super horse, but I think he's going to get run down in the stretch here by a couple of these. Um, because I think he's going to be challenged on the lead by at least two horses. And, um, you know, Jasper Prince from Japan is, is kind of a wild card. You don't know where he's coming from. But Facoma um, would have been my pick in here. He's scratched out for the 14-hole. I'm going to go with uh, CZ Rocket, but I think Whitmore's got a big shot.
0: I ended up going to the Philly, and part of the reason was I um, wasn't really high on, on any of the boys, so uh, this reminds me of the old days of the Breeders' Cup when you had Phillies like very subtle. They didn't have the Philly and Mare Sprint, you had very subtle, safely kept Mia Farrah, who would run against the boys and run very well, very subtle and safely kept, both won the race. And Frank's Rockette, uh has great speed. Bill Mott picking this uh, this particular spot uh, interests me, so I'm going to take Frank's Rocket. <coughs> like Cz Rocket, though, uh, I like Diamond Oops, who won the uh, Stall Keen and Ogden Phoenix here on opening weekend at Keeneland. Uh, Whitmore, I've got on my list, and I threw in Hog Creek Hustle. It's too short for him, but he tries so hard, and he's going to win a big race one of these days. One won a Grade One as a three-year-old, but he's going to going to win another one, and um, you know, he's going to probably get a fast pace in here, so I'm going to throw that one in there just in case he gets up. But um, if more than likely, he'll be second or third at best. But I'm going to have him on my ticket in case he does get home first. But Frank's Rocket is going to be the win pick. The late pick four starts in race nine. It's the Fan Duel Breeders' Cup Mile presented by the PDJF. One mile on the turf course. Who do you like, Jim?
1: Um, this is tough. This, this one is, uh, is one of those that you, that you look at and you just kind of scratch your head with the Europeans. I like Ivar. I had Ivar at 14 to one in the Shedwell and that, that stretch run, um, Taglio made him the four to one favorite here off that race. Uh, I, I don't think he's that much of a favorite in this field, but I got to use him, um, simply because he had a great race over the track. I like Factor this uh, for Brad Cox, and I think the horse is drawn outside, but is quick enough to get to the lead. Uh, I think that he may be the controlling speed in here. You don't know. I don't think the Euros are going to want to go the lead. I really couldn't find anybody else other than Cox Creed, Creed uh, and Halliday who want to who want to get the lead here. And I, I just think that maybe Factor this is a little quicker than Halliday and can can get to the lead, and Ivar has a shot to run down. Uni has a big shot in here. You you got to you got to respect the back class of this horse and, and uh she ran she ran great in this race last year at Santa Anita. So, um a mile specialist April 11 uh lifetime got a big shot here. I like all the outside horses like Raging Bull for Chad Brown. So, I could be tossed into 11, 12, 13, 14 box in this race. It's uh it's a mild turf, so it's not a great post position, but it seems like to me the four horses that I like uh, are on the outside, except for Comico, um, the European horse on the inside of the two horse, coming off a race at Newmarket where she got, where he got a 127 time form rating. So I think that, that he's got a big shot and got a got a nice draw here, could have a ground-saving trip. Um, he's the one that I like out of the Europeans. The rest of them don't look that impressive to me. Uh, they look like a middle-of-the-road European horses. Uh, digital age for Chad Brown. you got to look at him off that really good race, Churchill, back in September. Wide-open race here. I like all the outside horses, and I would take a shot here. If I get 8-to-1 on back of this, I would go to the window.
0: I uh, ended up on Siskin here. The uh, Judmont team, I think, uh, picks their spots well when they bring horses over. Uh, This horse was a top two-year-old, and I think he's getting the firm ground that uh, he he needs to be at his best in this spot. And I like the the draw uh, down along uh, closer to the inside. Um, So I put that one on top. I liked Ivar's race in the Shadwell uh, mile here at Keeneland, so I think he could run right back and and run another big one. Camico, the two um, I've got on my ticket. One master came over for this race a couple of years ago, was caught down on the worst part of the turf course at Churchill that day, and um, I think um, may like the fact that the ground's going to be firmer than it was then. Uh, digital age, as you can tell, I'm, I'm going deep here, and um, Safe Voyage is another one to take a look at. I, I reference a Nick Luck podcast that I listened to, and he did a, a deep dive into some uh, stats on this horse that I would never would have known but he pulled out uh, the horse apparently has a, a really good record going around going left-handed around a turn so there's so much of the racing in Europe that's just on a straightaway and uh, this horse has a really good record around uh, one turn so that's what he'll get They'll get two turns here so and you know six is not a bad draw so uh, I, this is where we one of the few races where we uh, have a, a divergent opinion. I'm on Siskin here in the Breeders' Cup mile. Tenth race is the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff at a mile and an eighth. Uh, I took Swiss Skydiver on top uh, in this spot. Love how she's campaigned this year to go to all these different tracks and just always shows up. Ran well here. I didn't think she got the best of rides in the Bluegrass, and I thought she got a tremendous ride in the uh, Preakness from Robbie Alvarado, who'll get another chance to uh, win another big race here. So I'm going to take Swiss Skydiver, just uh, the edge for the three-year-old over the older horse, Monomoy Girl, who's certainly done nothing wrong and uh, looks to be back to her best form. I thought Dunbar Road was interesting. It's been a light schedule this year, maybe with just peaking on this day in mind for Chad Brown. And I think this horse might get overlooked. There's an, there's a Interesting spinster angle. Spinster, since the Breeders' Cup started, has been a key prep for this race. Well, this horse ran the spinster last year, uh, so uh, you could get a little bit of a spinster angle there. And then I thought Ollie's Candy, who ran second in this year's spinster. I went back and watched that race, and uh, she did not get a really good trip in there. Didn't get really uh, free to run until late, and I think she could uh, run big, and she's due for a little good luck. But I took Swiss Skydiver on top. Uh, how about you?
1: Well, my deal is, if Monomoy Girl, <clears throat> excuse me, does not win this race, I will not have a good Breeders' Cup. I, I just, I can't take Swiss Skydiver. Uh, I, did, I missed her in the Preakness. You got her in the Preakness, so I'm, I'm happy that you got that eleven to one. I, I just think she's the, the the long campaign is a plus, but it's also a minus. And she's raced every race. She's done everything you ask for from her. I think this is going to be a very good race and i think uh there's a really good chance that these two will throw it down down the stretch um i just can't bet against montgomery girl she's done uh she's almost had a perfect career uh she's crossed the finish line uh 13 out of 14 times in front and she got beat a neck in a golden rod so um she's in personal infant car- category, territory as far as i'm concerned uh, i think uh, she ran her only good race here uh one of the Ashland by five and a half. Uh, Giroud fits her like a glove. Brad Cox is, is hot right now. I just think it all points to Monomoy Girl. I think it's the cold exact of Monomoy Girl over Swiss Skydiver. And I think Horologist has a really good chance to run third along with Valiant. So that's the way I'm going to play the race. Um, all my multi legs are going to go through Monomoy Girl. And if I'm wrong, I'll probably go home broke.
0: Longines Breeders' Cup Turf is race 11, mile and a half on the Keeneland Turf course. Bricks and Mortar won it for the United States last year and route to Horse of the Year honors, but uh, I am back on the uh, Euros this year. Uh, I like Tarnawa uh, coming off three straight wins um, and uh, for the Aga Khan, and I think they picked their spots well. They don't ship that many horses over here. Uh, the two, magical. Uh, I think it's a good chance one of those two wins this. Um, but if you uh, look deeper, uh, Lord North is a Gosden horse that uh, mentioned earlier, um, how much I respect him at the Breeders' Cup. Mogul for Aidan O'Brien's a, a three-year-old, might be a little bit of a big ask, but looks very talented. Uh, Donya uh, took uh, the five at 30-1, to one because this horse has been campaigned in Germany, and I've just seen a lot of these uh, German campaigned horses. They might look a little light on form, but they're just tough as nails, and um, I'm going to include that one as well, but Tarnawa is going to be my win pick in the turf. How about you? Uh,
1: I had a hard time between Tarnawa and Magical. Um, A lot of buzz on Tarnawa, uh, three great races in a row, three uh, ascending time form ratings, but Magical has got so much back class, uh, one over 5.3 million dollars, Due to win a Breeders' Cup race, and and I think uh, I think this would cap off <clears throat> an outstanding year for her, and uh, I, I just I think she's got a huge shot in here, and I think it I think it is a two horse race. Um, when we get to pick four, that's the only the only two I'm going to be using. Um, the one horse that I would throw in here, just on a kind of a hunch, I think Arklow might be sitting on a big race. Uh, I really like that kentucky turf cup race at kentucky downs where he beat red knight and zulu alpha zulu alpha unfortunately had to scratch out of this race uh they've got a really good rivalry going and uh Donegal racing jerry crawford i saw him um here back in the fall meet and he is really high on this horse the way he's doing right now so if i think if the americans have a shot it's with Ar-Clo. and i think it's a good draw for him down there he saves saves ground and makes a run um i don't think he's good enough to be magical So Magical and Tarnawa are my picks
0: here. Yeah, I think you make a really good point on uh, Arclo. Uh, Brad Cox, I saw an interview with him, and he's uh, really high on this horse. I remember talking to him at at Keeneland, and he talked about the change with the blinkers. It's made a big difference for whatever reason for this horse. All right, let's go to the last race, the 12th, the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic at a mile and a quarter. How do you see that one, Jim?
1: Well, we're going to have a hard time matching up the excitement of the 2015 Peter's Cup here at Keenum when American Pharoah came down the stretch and the entire grandstand was shaking. But this is a, this is a really good race. You don't have a grand slam as, as such on the line, but you can go a lot of different directions here. And <clears throat> I went with Thomas Eta. And I, I just, it, it's not a strong opinion. I think a maximum security obviously can win. Improbable obviously can win. Authentic can win. Kids the Law can win. All the three-year-olds have have a good shot. Maximum Security be a little bit of revenge for getting disqualified last year in the Derby. Um, and I can make a case for all of them, but I just think Thomas J. Todd tries every single time. And this last race in the Whitney, coming off a, a outstanding race in the Foster, I, I thought he would win the Whitney easily, and he just. Took a flyer out of the gate and almost went down. Never was in the race. Came back, got only got beat two and a half by improbable by my standards after a terrible start, giving them at least four or five lengths. So if he comes back off that Foster win, that 109 buyer, I just think he's going to be a monster in here, and I think six to one is a bargain on him because all the hot horses are going to get bet. Uh, you know, tis the law, uh, maximum security. Um, Authentic, all the all the horses that you hear a lot about uh, are going to get bet heavily. And Tom St. Todd may get overlooked in here. Uh, although I saw something on Twitter yesterday, he may be five to two because everybody has the same opinion that I do. So I really like him in here. Uh, when we get to the pick four, I'm going to go deep though. Uh, I can't I can't eliminate very many here. Um, higher Power and Global Campaign would shock me if they won and by my standards would shock me if he won, although he's going to be competitive. And Tacitus, if Tacitus wins, I really will go home broke because I'm never spending another penny on that horse. So that uh, that's my take on the classic. Thomas Day Todd is my favorite here, but uh, it's going to be a wide-open race.
0: I am on the same one you are on, Thomas Day Todd. Um, that's interesting. It's a similar preparation to blame that Al Stahl won the classic with over Zenyatta 10 years ago in that, Uh, Blame won the Fayette the year before winning the Classic, like this horse did. And uh, this year, they've uh, had a little lighter schedule than than Blame had, but um, they had that 109 uh, buyer figure in the Stephen Foster, and something close to that's good enough to win this. Uh, Rosario's ridden this horse six times, and he's won five, and the one time he didn't win was the last time when they had the bad start at the Whitney, which you just draw a line through the the Whitney for this horse. Training spectacularly from all uh, reports. And I think uh, he's gonna t- it's going to take a lot to, to hold off the uh, seven-year-old, Tom's D'Etat, uh, for Al Stahl and uh, company. Maximum security next on my list. I think two of his best races are at a mile and a quarter, so I think that's noteworthy. Last race was a little dull, a little farther back than usual early, and then tried to uh, chase into a pretty fast pace. and I just draw a line through that, pay more attention to the previous race at a mile and a quarter. Uh, four good works since that last effort, and uh, by all accounts, training better than ever. So, maximum security is next on my list. Uh, improbable. Um, I just think he's had, he's really gotten good, but he just seems to, he, I'm leery of horses that things just seem to work out for. Uh, time after time and um, I think he's just in a good streak here where he's gotten some really good breaks and that doesn't always continue. I think you know the bad start that Tom's d'etat had in the Whitney uh, benefited improbable. Last time maximum security wasn't on his game and improbable just you know ran past everybody. Very tough, high quality horse, but um, I think there's a little more upside to the other two than there is for improbable here. So I'm going to take him third. And then I've got Tiz the Law next. But I thought it was interesting. You know, Art Collector could have run here off his big win in the Bluegrass. Swiss Skydiver won the Preakness, could have run here. And they both picked, their trainers both picked other spots on the card, which suggests to me that maybe they think the three year olds just aren't good enough to beat the older horses in this classic. And uh, I kind of feel that way. So I'm going to downgrade the three year olds in here. Um, So pick four, Jim. It starts in uh, race nine uh, with the mile on the turf. How's your ticket look?
1: Okay, going to go deep in that one. I could I could have been talked into going all there, uh, but I'm going to go seven deep with two, four, five, eleven, twelve, thirteen, 11, 12, 13, and 14, with uh, all the outside horses being my, my key horses. Factor this would be my favorite at eight to one. <clears throat> then I am going to single uh, the 10-horse uh, Monomoy Girl in a distab. Then in the turf, I'm going to stand with um, the two horses, Magical and Tarnala, the two and three, but I'm going to add in Arclo, the one, and the ten Mogul. So I'm going to do one, two, three, ten. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the classic, I'm going to cover all my bases. I'm going to go two, four, six, eight, nine, ten. Tom St. Todd is my favorite. Maximum Security would be my second choice, but I'm going to use the others just in case. So I'm going to go... 2, 4, 5, 11, 12, 13, 14, with 10, with 1, 2, 3, 10, with 2, 4, 6,
0: 8, 9, 10, for an $84 ticket. I have uh, got an $80 ticket here, and I just took a bunch of horses in the mile. I see that one is much more wide open. So I didn't go all, but you could certainly make a strong case to do that. But I took 2, 4, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So took 10 of them. Uh, then 3, 5, nine, ten in the Distaff. Just took uh, the, the two uh, females, Magical and Tanawa, 2 and 3 in the Turf. And then I'm just going to take a stand with Tom's Day Todd, Maximum Security, in the Classic. I really think one of those two is going to win it. So uh, that leaves me an $80 ticket. If you uh, want to spend more, you could just take all in the, in the first leg if you like the, the rest of my ticket. Um, so that's how I'm going to uh, play the late pick four. Great, uh, great card, uh, Jim. I know you have your BCBC uh, BC, uh, tournament that uh, will be going on uh, for the uh, contest players, and uh, that's something that uh, fans could, if they're listening to this and haven't signed up yet, they still can, right?
1: Yeah, if you want to spend a little more money than normal, but it's a $10,000 buy-in, but you get $7,500 to bet with. So it's basically you're putting up $2,500 in, in prize money fee, for a shot to win 300 grand and we have uh, probably about 350 360 players all over the country playing online there's no opportunity to play at keema unless you're already here as a sponsor or something like that you already got a ticket but you can play on um, express bet tbg naira bets so that's that's where we are on that, and it's a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, I, I I, I've worked it for the last seven years for the Breeders' Cup, either here or at Santa Anita or Churchill, and it's uh, very exciting when uh, everybody's got that money on the line coming down the stretch of the Classic, and uh, it's a it's a great tournament. And if you want to follow along with it, uh, you can go to bcbc or uh, BreedersCup.com/bcbc, and there's a leaderboard there that's updated uh, constantly, and maybe you can see some of your favorite tournament players winning a lot
0: of money there there you go so uh, consider uh, checking that out as well Um, best of luck to uh, all of our listeners with your plays on this uh, great betting weekend at Keeneland and we'll be back next week for another edition of the in the money podcast for keenelandselect.com